Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one and only Jermaine Johnson out of Chicago, Illinois. What's going on, Jermaine? How are you, man? I'm doing well, brother. Thanks for asking, man. How about yourself? Always good, man. Always good. Happy Tuesday. Look, we're excited to have you on here. And and before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at your facility, uh, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Well, just to let you know, it's an honor to be on air as well and appreciate you guys. Um, Well, uh, man, I would describe our place as a positive environment, one, um, an elite environment as far as uh, you have a passionate trainers here, elite trainers, and then we have uh, top tier and uh, great equipment, great space, great uh, clean environment, and we just try to change uh, people and transform, well, better, better word, transform people's lives here. I love it. I love it, man. And, and, and as a member uh, of your facility, um, what, what services would they have options to choose from? Oh, great question. Um, well, they'll have options for personal training. Um, number one, they'll have options for group fitness. Uh, they'll have option for gym membership where they can just come and train on their own. Um, they'll have options for recovery and regeneration uh, for sauna. We have an infrared sauna here. Uh, we have recovery boots, um, re- recovery guns hidden here. And we also have a, we have a, a, a partnership with a, a, a physical therapy company, great one, one of the best in the world. It's named uh, it's Movement Physical Therapy. And uh, they're led by uh, Dr. Sam Shaw. He's one of the best uh, physical therapies in the world. He works with NBA and NHL, NFL, like everybody from, he did uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s rehab, uh, to like uh, yearly, uh, he gets guys from agencies, uh, NBA potential draftees. You know, he's in rehab from Michael Porter from the Nuggets to like uh, who's who to like, you know, hockey guys like uh, Johnny Taze for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's awesome stuff, man. I think but I think that's a major uh, a major point there with the versatility you guys have. I think that's that's awesome, right? Because not a lot of gyms offer that in, in every single direction that you could think of. So to have the not only the training side, but the recovery side as well, that's major. Yeah. It's like a one-stop shop for whatever you want. Um, no, great stuff there, Jermaine. And, and let me ask you this. How many members are you guys at currently? Oh, great question. Um, we have currently about 72 members. Um, I would say that it fluctuates because we, uh, in the summertime, we get a host of athletes that come in that are just uh, seasonal. So we'll get a bunch of like uh, pro, college, and uh, high school athletes that are done uh, with their season. And then so we, we'll add another 30 to 50 num- members over the summer. Um, and we would like to probably cap our membership uh, probably at like 150 total. And uh, we have a different membership uh, structure as far as we have VIP and we have basic. So we have to, we would like to cap our VIP members at a hundred and our total memberships at like 150. And I think that'll be a functional, uh, we'll see how that rocks for a little bit. 
And if that's good, and if our processes are meets, you know, meets the demand of that, of that, maybe we'll look into even uh, increasing it or just, you know, get that uh, processes going because the goal, ultimate goal is to uh, make this thing work and we really actually grow and make more of these uh, places in there, actually franchise uh uh, more of these transformed pit clubs so where we can have two or three of these guys in every uh, major city. I love that. I love that. And, and, and as a member of, of transform fit uh, on average, what would you say you'd have to pay to maintain your membership? Uh, I would say uh, 75 bucks to, to maintain. Um, also what, what, what it gets you, it gets you like, if you have a VIP membership, you'll get a uh, parking access, you'll get a, uh, You'll get unlimited sauna. You get unlimited recovery. Uh, you'll also get uh, three group classes, and which I failed to mention. Um, you we also have group classes going on in here, and uh, so you also you you'll get three group classes per month, part of your membership for VIP, and you also get yearly two yearly check-ins with uh, movement physical therapy, and uh, you'll get two uh, yearly check-ins with me as far as. Uh, uh, just fit general fitness and gait, how you move, just to see how you move uh, as far as with our gym. I love that. I love it. That's awesome. You, you guys bring a lot of value there that I think, um, again, with the versatility that not a lot of, a lot of other gyms can bring to the table. So I think that's great there, especially with the little things like the, the yearly yeah. um, check-ins and whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And um, so and let me ask you this, Jermaine. So like now that other than services, let's take a step back. How do you guys go about finding new clients? Great question. Great question. Um, I found that uh, the best uh, marketing for getting new clients is actually referrals. Um, there's no better way of uh, getting someone to come in through your actual clients, right? So I, I, we, we work hard on going the extra mile for each client. And in turn, that gets us more clients because uh, there's no better, you know, than a walking billboard, your own clients and reaching out. Um, but we also use, use all these traditional methods, um, Google, Google AdWords, um, Instagram, uh, Instagram marketing, paid marketing on Instagram. Um, but also uh, we have a, a great person, uh, who runs our, who's our manager here. And he also runs our Instagram account. Uh, he, he's been doing well with uh, just organic reels on Instagram, which kind of set our page on fire. And we've been getting a lot of followers uh, through the Instagram account, just on like daily reels on what's actually going in here, exercises. And it's just organic stuff, like uh, just showing um, what trainers are doing with their clients every day. And then just adding motivational video, motivational words to the actual video and that combination of that together, like, uh, you know, current clients and clients that, you know, we may not have trained in a while that probably took time off. If they're seeing us, if they're constantly seeing us, you know, that, that, that kind of motivates them to either come in or just uh, moving and exercising, and just be mindful to like uh, take care of themselves, even if they're not with us, because we want, we want to empower everyone, not just when they're in here, the other 164 hours of the week, we want them to actually be doing well and be mindful of their well, their health and wellness. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I think 
using definitely a bunch of different avenues to market it. It, it is strong. And I think that's a good point about what you mentioned as well with, with having strong fulfillment. Inevitably, mm-hmm. you're going to get referrals. Um, and so with, with the methods you're using currently, um, how many new clients would you say you guys typically bring in with just using those methods? Um, it varies. So what else we have here? We have independent trainers that are in here. Um, what else? We have independent trainers down here that do really well. I don't know the exact uh, uh, numbers of, of what they're getting, but they've been they've been picking up. They've been getting a lot busier. I've noticed that, and um, I I know posting more. We post twice a day on Instagram. I know uh, doing more in that realm has helped them a little bit, and uh, the feedback we're getting from everybody's been. It's been it's been amazing how much yeah. uh, we've been getting, and uh, also uh, different functions. Like uh, we 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 uh we held like a a, a hip mobility wo- uh, workshop here a few months ago. That was great for like uh, inviting new trainers to come in and check out the workshop where they can uh, where they didn't even know about the space, and we we invite them in, and the next thing you know they're following us and then they're uh, telling other people about it. And, you know, so uh, doing workshops helps, um, which we'll do more this summer um, doing workshops. And we haven't, JJ, we haven't had a grand opening (laughs) because of the pandemic. So we're still due for a grand opening. And um, when we do our grand opening, that that's going to be, that's going to be a huge for us in terms of uh, getting more clients and, no, totally. I agree. I think that's major. I think that's uh, that's, that's major. That you haven't done that again. We haven't had one. <laughs> wow. So yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, look, I mean, that's amazing in itself, man. That's something that you should take a, a big kudos to that because I'm saying, and the fact that you, which is basically, went in and started from here with not even a major incentive or a major anything like no pre-sale i'm pretty sure you guys don't have a pre-sale or anything if they have just no grand opening i mean geez like just doors are open let's go like let's bring it on so <laughs> unstoppable man i'll tell you that That's hey jj awesome. we, we missed that part and if i would have knew what i and that'll probably be a question from down the road but for, for what one thing that I would know before i'll write that down but uh that's one of the things that could have helped us. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and now taking a step back from clients, let's, let's work into the process of, of, of a lead, right? So somebody who's interested in joining, you know, coming off the street, they don't really know the facility, not a referral, but they're interested in joining. Uh, walk me through the client journey, right? So from being interested in like, hmm, what's this facility about to going through the sales process and becoming a client? What does that look like for a transform? Uh, well, it's, they come in, they come in for an assessment. Uh, we have them sign a general gym liability waiver, COVID waiver, since we're still in a pandemic. Um, we have them, we give them a tour of the facility. Uh, then we uh, actually take them through, uh, if, it's, if it's with me, if it's a potential personal training client, I'll take them through a full workout uh, in terms of, when I say full it's 40 minutes, you know, um, just full body. And I'll give them kind of an assessment, a movement assessment, see how they're moving. Then I'll sit them down and then I'll um, ask, uh, just uh, get in, just get a deeper dive into like, what do they do like uh, for a living, you know, um, 
any history of injuries? Uh, what do they like about training? Have they had a trainer before? Things that they like if they, you know, if they did have a trainer, things that they like with, you know, about, you know, their training, things they didn't like. Um, nutrition, eating habits. I'll have them take them, you know, quick one minute elevated answer. I'll have them take them through a day, take me through a day, uh, a, a normal day with them um, from the time they wake up to the time that they uh, go to bed, basically just trying to see when are they drinking water, when are they eating stuff. So, and then I'll take all of this information and then also I'll take this information and then I'll uh, offer different packages. I'll suggest, I'll, you know, ask if they're open to a suggestion for, you know, these type of packages. And then uh, based on the information I have, I'll suit them with what package offers them best. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, if they're only... And you know, in town for a little bit, maybe they don't need a VIP membership. You know, if they're just in town, and then I'll just uh, take them through different memberships we have, and I'll take them through uh, also if they're interested in group classes. Uh, and then you know, we'll set up schedule. You know, asking them on mornings or evenings, weekdays or weekends. You know, etc. Just getting a, just basically, I like to have a book report on each client. Uh, from knowing, you know, husband, you know, if they have a husband, wife, names, you know, you want to know, you, you know, we, we, we want to be, we have like a family environment here and we're really positive. We, we want to really get to know the, the client and just, you know, all from the, you know, best what, what they might need in terms of like, uh, if I don't know something, I'll just refer out, but basically just trying to offer from the best and give them the best experience there. Yeah, I love that. I think, and one thing I, I want to mention is I, I like that the the process is more about like, hey, let's figure out what is a best fit for you, not what I think is going to be the best fit for our pockets. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, there for the benefit of, of the client, which which I think is, is a major emphasis here. You know, it's not like you were going over like, hey, I think this package is best before you even see what they would even need. I think that that definitely makes it a, a lot more valuable to them and a lot more trustworthy, you know, because I mean, yeah. when it comes down, to making that decision it's going to be based off of trust and value so and that's great there jeremy and and do you do all the selling yourself uh for mostly mostly uh for the gym so now we have independents here uh that are actually they they do a lot of they do their own selling um before see the way one of the unique uniqueness for our gym is uh it's called transform fit club but it has sub components on the under it like so i have transform fit club and i have a partner with the with the gym for, for that and i also have my rise perform recover training and that's just separate and that's all me um and we're looking to build that up as well um getting trainers that work under rise perform recover um and the general gym aspect of it is just transform and getting memberships and uh, building that through memberships and then building more and getting more independence in here um, as far as that. So, yeah, I'm pretty much doing that now until we uh, early on. And as we grow, we'll find other people that can actually do it, you know, as good or, or better than me, you know, because I think. I'm really good salesman, but um, we can find other people that can be really good salesmen as well. You know, it's just, you know, dumbing it down as far as the systems to where, you know, an average, you know, person that might not really know how to sell, but 
if we give them the right systems, then it's just a, uh, it's easy and it's just seamless. And then we duplicate the duplicate these systems, and that's how we uh, franchise it, like an F45 or like you know, these others, uh, other you know, gyms that are really doing well with franchises. And that's our goal to actually multiply this this place, get these systems right the first time, because I think we can actually really have a nice uh, niche for like boutique gyms all around the country with with uh, physical therapy, uh, sports, uh, well, team training, uh, group fitness, personal training, and I think uh, I think in every I think the most markets, most big markets have the opportunity to have these boutique spaces because most people, well, I'm not going to say speak for most people, but a lot of people don't want to go back to those big gyms, you know, and you know they have trepidation about being around a lot of people. Not to say that, you know, big gyms are not good. I still have a membership to a big gym myself. But, you know, there's a lot of people definitely out there that uh, haven't returned back to the gyms, man. And I and I have some clients that uh, that never came back. You know, I have one that, you know, I still train virtually. But, uh, you know, all of us as trainers took a hit. You know, and then a lot of people is moving towards the virtual realm and stuff like that. So we want to just uh, be able to uh, adjust and be able to adapt with the uh, changes. You know, we want to be adaptable and the name is transformed and we're open to, you know, new ideas, constantly changing, constantly evolving uh, with the industry because the industry is still growing and uh, we intend on like growing with it and being in, in it for the long run. Yeah, but, uh, that's great, man. I can see how how ambitious number one and and just how future paced you are to like the end goal, you know, which is what keeps you going every day. It's why you're not going to come in and ever get bored because you know there's a bigger picture for you, right? And there's a bigger picture for Transform, and that's yep. literally your life there. So I love that, Jermaine. I think you're probably one of the most motivational, inspiring gym owners that we've had on here in a while and i love it you can be a motivational speaker man i swear <laughs> yeah, thank you hold on yeah. I lost you for a second. there you go no worries no worries and uh last few questions for you here jermaine um you know there's typically three pillars of business that we use more often than uh any of the five or uh, core functions that we could say um in business especially in the gym industry and those three are lead generation which is your marketing lead acquisition, which is your sales, and then retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer and getting them by more from you in the process. Um, of those three core functions, which do you feel like you could improve on the most? Uh, what was the last one? Uh, uh, retention and ascension. So it's retaining and, and upselling in the process. So that's a great question. So lead gen, uh, as far as generating lead, uh, getting people in, lead acquisition, selling, and then lead retention. So, uh, so what was your question? What was it? Yeah, of those three core functions, which do you feel like you can improve on the most? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Um, <laughs> because they, they, they're all difficult. They're not easy things to do. Let's start with the latter, right? Retention, right? Um, yeah. uh, to, it's one thing getting them in, selling them in, right? But that's just the... That's just the, the uh, the entry, that's just the entry fee, right? Because like, you got to keep people happy. You know, it's, uh, you got to hold them accountable. You got to constantly be communicating. You got to constantly go the extra mile here, right? To, re to retain, 
we just want to go the extra mile. So we, we want to constantly uh, ask and uh, actually ask, can we help and actually offer, uh, you know, more options, uh, more, more, you know, and we want to grow. We will, you know, like right now I showed, I think I showed you the studio, like we have some nice equipment in here, but we're not complete. You know, we, I, we, we're still going to get a lot more, you know, in here. We're going to stay ahead with the trends, you know, like any new and innovative uh, trending uh, machines or uh, exercises or certifications, you know, we, we want to constantly grow. We want to constantly continue to grow in terms of like educating ourselves, getting the latest because we, uh, you know, we want to let them know that we, we really care. And, um, our bottom line is to get them results because clients care about themselves, you know, and getting, and we want to deliver and constantly deliver, you know, and, uh, that's, and as far as generating sales, uh, I would say, uh, definitely i would say definitely again going the extra mile um with the current clients that we have because that will generate into more referrals um it's a reason why we'll get uh uh let's just give an example i have a client who um came in you know one session she was blown away and then she wanted to bring her husband in and her husband never comes to the gyms he hates gyms right and two months later, I've been training her for two months and her husband's been coming in two times a week <laughs> and he loves it and he loves it. And he curses that. me out when he's exercising. He's like, fuck it, you know, but he loves, he, but he's, but when it's done, he, he looks me right in my eye and he's, he thanks me and like, and you know, he, it's a great experience for him. And he, and he's a, he's a runner. He, he's going to probably run a half marathon this year. Um, and he's been having hip issues and, you know, I'm constantly, uh, you know, asking questions about the hip and I'll get them on the table here and uh, check them out, do, take them through some movement assessments and, um, you know, uh, regeneration tools, you know, for recovery, taking them through a lot of like, you know, FRC, you know, but, you know, uh, you know, just addressing their needs, you know, so like, he, you know, he really appreciates that. And, and, you know, to, to us as trainers, man, it's no better, you know, it's no better feeling to, uh, than getting somebody that, you know, was not motivated and turning them into someone that's a motivated now, you know, that, that really yeah. happens, you know, like, you know, you have people that come in, it's different levels of motivation. You have people who come in because the doctor said you're going to die if you don't exercise, you know, then you have people to come in that's like, you know, they're parents brought them training sessions and they really they don't really care or their you know husband bought them training sessions for their birthday and it's kind of subliminal because you're getting you know obese and they don't you know but you know I love to get those clients and change them around in, in that sense and as far as lead generation we got to stay ahead we, you know we got to stay ahead uh, with all I think Google is lacking and in, in a sense we can get more Google reviews um, um, and also we can also do more on Google advertising, you know, in that sense. So it's, uh, there's a fine line when you don't have like a super big budget cause we're still mom and pop ish, you know? So like, uh, but you know, using those marketing dollars effectively, effectively, and, uh, actually using our 
you know, current client base of, uh, hey, can you write us a Google review? Because, you know, that would go a long way and stuff like that. Or ClassPass review, because we utilize ClassPass and stuff like that. That stuff like that goes a long way and it's it's free. You know, you don't have to pay for it. And it's organic and, and Google loves when people write re reviews. And then there's people that well, like they'll look at two restaurants and I'll say restaurants, for example, but they'll look at two businesses, both has four stars, but one has a hundred, you know, reviews. The other has five. Most 99% of the people will go with the people where it has a hundred Google reviews with four stars. So we want to take advantage of that. Uh, take advantage of the Google AdWords, you know, uh, buying domains, you know, little things like buying the transform name, you know, things like that. And I have a, a girlfriend who owns a salon and she actually helped me out with that stuff like that as well. So awesome. that goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll, I'll be the first to say, you know, you're, in, you're genuinely in the business of changing people's lives and, and you know that, you know, and I think you see that. And I think that's why you were able to grow the way you did and, and not even need a grand opening, not even anything, but just by, how genuine of a person you are and how much you care for what you're doing that can carry you miles, miles, miles down the road. So I think that's great there, Jermaine. And last question for you here, which I know you touched on a little earlier, but what is the, the bigger picture for you guys? What's the overarching goal for, for you and transform? Man, great question. Um, the bigger picture is we would like to make this place. Uh, well, we're profitable now. But we want this place to be profitable on a macro level in terms of more members, in terms of like more trainers in here. Uh, and, but, and with the right systems in place um, and that, you know, and that will lead into our even larger role of, of actually duplicating this thing, you know? And um, we, you know, we would like to, you know, be able to have these systems in place where we can trademark everything and put and actually have people franchise and the current trainers that we have here we offer them you know equity and so our we get more locations you can have equity in another location you're going to be a part owner right so that's the thing i tell you know our you know staff here now and our trainers now like you know think big picture like you know a lot of, you know, right now, because some of the trainers we have are seasoned, they're great. You know, they have a full book. They have uh, their own following. Um, but also just uh, sacrificing now some of that to, like, uh, get equity into other locations because we'll have other locations once we get the systems in place with uh, all of our members intact. And uh have two or three of them in here in Chicago, right? And then, you know, get more. And then, you know, eventually, if a, you know, a large company wants to buy the brand, package deal, you can have it, you know, keep us, keep me on the board and I'll have some equity in it. That, that's, that, that's the vision, man. That, that's the vision. That's the goal. I don't like to I say dream. It. That's the goal because, you know, it, it, it's going to happen. I love that. And I think because, you know, whether you have all the answers or not on how to get there, you have the bigger picture. And yep. you know that no matter what, it's not going to be a straight line, but no. you're going to figure a way out and you're going to yes. get there either way. Yep. So I think that's great, Jermaine. Looking at, I mean, I hate to say, but this is a pretty good point to, to wrap things up in this episode because I was definitely enjoying this one. Um, but before we sign out, Jermaine, please, man, 
where can people find out more about you? Shout out your Instagram, your your Facebook, your website, anything you got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we are at Transform Fit Club. Uh, it's at Transform Fit Club on Instagram, uh, Transform Fit Club on TikTok, Transform Fit Club on, on Facebook, TransformFitClub.com. Um, my personal uh, page, which is still, you know, is Coach underscore double, Coach double underscore Jermaine. And uh, yeah, we could find a we 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 post twice a day on there a lot of good a lot of good uh education stuff you can learn workouts you can steal some uh fit hacks on there everything you can think of you know fitness you know and then just giving you just an organic insight of what's going on here day to day you know which a lot of trainers are not doing we've noticed that gyms are you know they'll post what happened but we're doing that daily twice a day you're getting the organic what happened today uh, in some of those uh, uh, our videos we're showing. Yeah, I love it, Jermaine. Look, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having podcast. me. For sure. Anytime, brother. And look, uh, we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us, but you're talking about your business model within the fitness industry, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you as soon as possible. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, joined by Krista Bomarito from Burn Boot Camp in Anderson Township, Ohio. What's up, Krista? Oh, everything and nothing, right? I mean, I could tell yeah. you a million things that are up, um, some exciting and some, you know, sort of the day-to-day yeah. uh, uh, trenches of owning a gym. There's a lot of those, that's for sure. <laughs> right. a, lot of, a lot of this, right? A lot of that roller coaster life. Exactly. Huh? Especially the past uh, couple of years, that's for sure, you know. So, uh, yeah, let's dive in. I'm excited. I have, uh, like I told you, first burn boot camp that I've talked to, so this will be fun. Obviously, I've heard of you guys, and I kind of know what's going on. But let's talk about, uh, first, what are you trying to build here with burn boot camp with your specific location? What is, like, the, the big picture kind of overall plan that you have? Absolutely. Thanks, Austin. So, um, first and foremost, I found burn boot camp as a member. And I loved the community that it was creating uh, where I lived. And I knew as a woman wanting to empower other women and give them an opportunity to see their worth and how much they are capable of doing that I wanted to own one. I wanted to own a gym and create this community where people, women just came in and were like, wow, I just did that. I can conquer the world. Right. right, right. Um, So when I decided to buy a burn, I wanted to create a community in Anderson Township that members felt understood and empowered to become the best version of themselves. That is what I'm trying to create on a daily basis. 
That's incredible. Yeah. And I was a great venture. And uh, yeah, I can recall the same things with coming from the CrossFit space. Like I told you, you know, having women do things that maybe people didn't think possible a few years right. back, like squatting all this weight, doing all these burpees, pull-ups, kettlebells, you name it. So it's yeah, very cool. Yep. Very awesome. And I think a great thing we get to do. And uh, I think we've kind of seen the world change a lot in the past few years by doing that, which is awesome. Yes. So, um, yes. so yeah, so that's, that's the ultimate goal here, the ultimate vision, which is great. Uh, in a sentence or two, I guess kind of a similar question, but why did you start the business and go and decide to go down this path? <laughs> it's it's a, of entrepreneurship in this fitness space. It's not the easiest gig in the world, obviously. So in a brief description, Krista, what, why, why choose this? Um, because I'm crazy. I, I, I could. <laughs> That's a real answer. People, I like well, it. I like and, it. And, and people say, why did you open a gym during COVID? And I think that really wasn't the plan. Um, right. But I decided, I mean, I was in the corporate world for 20 plus years, chief okay. compliance officer, top of my game, and right. I got bored. Right. And I said, I need to do something different. And I'd yeah. always had this dream of owning my own business. I have a degree in hotel restaurant management, thought I wanted to do the hospitality route, um, but really knew deep down I was meant to do something to help other women. Sure. So many women had paved the way for me. Right. to be able right. to break that glass ceiling and become part of a C-suite. Right. And I wanted to give back to that community. And I didn't always know what that was until I found Burn Boot Camp as a member. And then I realized, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Right. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to change people's lives by owning this and bringing it to a community that doesn't have yeah. this type of a gym or atmosphere. So that's why I did it because mm -hmm. I wanted women to feel the way I had felt yeah, when yeah. I walked into that gym and did the crazy workouts that we were doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, totally get it. I totally get it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's great. And uh, just a great outlet to be able to do that, you know? So I've never been in the franchise world at all. So what was the process like for you um, going from like thinking about doing it to actually opening this gym, you know, the process of purchasing the franchise? Was it a long process? Yep. Um, it actually was, that part was very quick. Okay. Um, okay. They vet you pretty quickly, um, yeah. at, at least at the time they were. Now that process could have changed since right. then. Um, but I just started way, you know, you sort of say, how's the universe going to speak to me? Whether, yeah. you know, you have a religious belief or not, you know, you pray about it and things just kept opening up. Doors kept opening. It made right. sense. Things were working out. Um, I inquired about it, had a couple meetings, phone meetings, um, was invited to a meet the team day, went down to um, Charlotte, North Carolina, met the team. And that was in May. And I always say, I'll always remember the day I signed the franchise agreement because yeah. it was on my birthday. There we go. So it was good on luck. my birthday, July 22nd, I signed the franchise agreement. So that was, you know, I started thinking about it, let's say February. Right. And by July, I had signed the agreement. Okay. Um, and then that's when the topsy-turvy starts, because if you've ever opened anything, commercial oh, yeah. real estate is a, has a life of its own. <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We can talk about that. I, I want to make a show about the commercial real estate. Space. So I, I'm in a commercial real estate, real estate space as well, Krista, which I didn't tell you. But so let's talk about that because I think it's important. We don't get to talk about that enough when picking that first space, right? Uh, space. Talk to us about like, obviously there's build out, there's permitting, there's. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, well, how, how do you um, pick the space? How do you find the space? First of all, so, I, I don't know the right spot. I, first of all, 
you know, you have this dream of doing everything on the cheap, right? Like course, we're yeah. going to find the space that doesn't require the, you know, the build out is going to be very minimal. It'd be easy yeah. to turn the, turn the space over into what right. you need. And you bring a contractor in and you're like, yeah, we can do it for $50,000 and you'll have it ready in 10 weeks. And you're like, right. yes, <laughs> let's go. Then, then reality um, hits in. And you're like, yeah, that's not really how this works. Yeah. Um, so I picked the space because I want, it needed to be somewhere that had burn headquarters requires that you have a certain, um, you know, sort of footprint, if you will, you have to have so many square feet. So it, right. that limits what your um, right. availability is in, right. in, in your area. So I, I had three spaces that I was looking at. So it really right. was what was going to be the easiest to convert into the gym. Right. So we picked a space that ha was in a, not the most expensive shopping center, but in a shopping center that got a lot of traffic. Okay. Um, okay. And it was close to the highway. So that made a lot of oh, yeah. sense to sure. us. Um, and then you go down the path where you get lawyers involved and it, oh, yeah. it, the, the space um, is managed by a big, real estate, uh, commercial real estate group. So yeah. you know, <laughs> um, I won't name names, but yeah. it, it became clear that it was going to take a long time. I anticipated we would have signed the lease within a month yeah. and it was probably a five month process. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Commercial, <laughs> commercial real estate can, I call it the wild west. There's no rules. It's just like, no. you know, it's no. kind of, uh, yeah, the landlord makes a big difference who owns the building. It can be great or it can be a nightmare, you know? I once, not to make this about me, but a quick story. I once had to zone a gym, not as a gym, one of my gyms. I zoned it as a, we, had to, we moved a lot, like, uh, but as an institute for an instruction of a special skill. And that's the only way I could get it to fit in the part of town it was in. Wow. So like CrossFit, I figured, and they, they, they went with it. The town like that, they thought it was funny. They're like, you've done this before. I said, <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, so you guys are, every burn is kind of in a shopping center, right? It, it, it depends. It can be in a flex space. Okay. A lot of them are in shopping centers. Yeah. So yes, you definitely, you know, our demographic has typically been, um, you know, moms with young kids sure. um, because we do offer complimentary child watch at many of our, our camp mm -hmm. times. We call our classes camps. So when I refer yeah. to that, you know what that means. Yeah. Um, so that you want some place where, where the moms are going to be, you know, by, yeah. by a school, by a preschool, by sure. a grocery store and yep. other shopping yep. options. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. High, high volume area, yep. like close to a highway with access points are big. But all these little things add up. And I think it's part of the reason why a franchise like yours, you can get all these members because yep. that real estate part is huge, right? If we're down some back alleyway, nobody knows about us. No, right. It's going to be hard, right? Like, uh, so let's talk about that. So I think like every successful business to me needs to hit three kind of uh, elements. We already kind of talked about a couple of these, but um, one is like you got to solve a problem, which we already kind of already mentioned, you know, yep. solve the problem of health and fitness and empowerment and all this great stuff. Then two is like to have a viable model and then marketing strategy tied to that. So like, yes, for those that don't know, what is the burn bootcamp model as far as uh, the service that you offer? Um, so, you know, we provide, um, you know, we, people refer to it as an entire program because yeah. not only do we provide an amazing 45 minute workout, because, mm -hmm. you know, we all know busy people don't have that sure, those hours sure. to spend in the gym. So we want yeah. to get them quick in and out 45 minutes. Um, we provide 
complimentary child watch nice. also at certain um, camp times. And then cool. we have certified personal trainers that yeah. um, take our members through this workout. Yeah. Our certified personal trainers also meet one-on-one -on -one with our members oh. to talk about what their nutrition goals are, fitness goals, life goals, yeah. anything. It might just be 15 minutes of a therapy session but it is all encompassing. It is not just the workout it is an opportunity for that community for you to have um, time to talk about, you know, just one on one with that trainer sure, to, sure. to give you some personal attention yeah. as well. So yeah, it's an entire package. 100%. I think that's so important. Um, with that one on one time, it brings that level of accountability uh, with, right. with the clients and us it makes us accountable too, right. And then it's uh Adds builds a relationship, which helps with retention, you know, down yes. the road. So yes. are those, Chris, are those one-on-one -on -one meetings scheduled out? How often does that happen? So the joke is that they're um, optionally mandatory. <laughs> Should happen every two to three weeks. Oh, You're wow. going to have members who take you up on it and actually might want to meet every week. And wow. you have some people that might want to meet once, or, once every other month. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. we, we try to be very proactive and, a, yeah. and our people want to be asked, right? People want to be asked to attend something. So we typically go out and say, Hey, you haven't set, set a focus meeting yet. Why don't we sit down and talk? And yeah. part of the problem, and I was one of these people is I don't want to go to the principal's office. Like right. I know all the bad things I do as a member. I don't eat right. I don't lift heavy enough weight. I don't run yeah. fast enough. Like yeah. I don't want to own up to that. <laughs> I hear you. So, I hear you. so we try to make it, you know, this is your time and we can just talk to talk for 15 minutes so I can get to know you better um, because I don't always have that time in those 45 minutes. For sure. Yeah. I think that's uh, yeah, a really valuable service. I didn't know you guys did that. So that's, that's really yep. cool. Yeah. It is uh, great success for sure. So yep. everything else, and then your, your camps are group training is the model, right? There's no, yes. Or any or small group. Yep. It's camp yep. Set. Okay. Yep. Cool. Personal training in a group setting. Beautiful. Yeah. I so love our trainers are, you know, you go into group um, fitness and you see a lot of time the trainer or the instructor is doing the, the class yeah. with yeah. the members. Yeah. We do not do that. Our, our trainers are going around Good. motivating our members, form correcting, whatever that may look like during yeah. those 45 minutes. That's awesome, man. That was always a yeah. big peeve of mine. Any coach doing the class, I'm like, what do you like? You're, you're not here. Right. So, uh, yeah, really cool to hear. So, so I know Chris, you have, uh, about 300 people right now, right? Members active yes. in a year and a half, which I think is pretty awesome. So obviously we have some sort of marketing strategy behind that. I don't think that just fate. So maybe it is, which is even better, but, uh, <laughs> what is your marketing strategy? How have you gotten this many people in the door in this kind of short amount of time? Yeah. So it's, first of all, let's take one quick step back as we sure. opened during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. September of 2021, we opened with a hundred members. Okay. Um, and prior to opening with during that period, typical burns were opening with 225, 250 upwards, you know, close to 300 members, some of them. Wow. Um, okay. So we started behind the eight ball, you know, the yeah. goal is to open 250 to 300 members. And I knew early on that's not going to happen, but it, you know, to that point of, we just had to push forward. We had sure. to get the doors open. We had yeah. to start, start somewhere. Um, so a lot of the marketing strategy for burn has always been through socials, whether that's Facebook yeah. or Instagram. Um, and 
you know, at the time it was working okay, but right. we all know that that things change on socials and then it doesn't become as easy. So we're we're doing um, some uh, some marketing spend through Google, a lot of organic, um, you know, really guerrilla marketing boots on the ground and just going to talk to people with that said though during covid it wasn't easy because um you know you couldn't be out and in groups and talking to people and going to whatever fairs that might be in the community or you know so that made it difficult but now that we're getting back to that so Uh, it's it, it I, does one thing work no you got to do all of them you got to do, do socials you got to go you know door to door you got to find the joint ventures yeah. you've got to get your members to refer right. that's the right. big right. one because that if you get your members to refer you're you're golden yeah i agree i uh first i want to say thank you because you're the first person in weeks who has not said word of mouth to me right away which is yeah. uh obviously a part of the marketing plan but right I feel like that, and we're just relying on fate, like, and like fate doesn't always conspire. No. You know, it goes wherever <laughs> it happens, right? So like, we have to take action and go get, almost drag these people in for lack of better yep. verbiage, yep. right? So like, yeah, I love that you said, Chris, like it's a whole, whole encompassing approach, all encompassing approach to, to marketing. And obviously COVID threw a big wrench in there with uh, not being able to go to these big uh, community events and all sorts of stuff. But uh, with the digital marketing piece, um, what's worked best for you? Do you guys do like challenges or like, you know, defined uh, programs or what's like the initial offer that's kind of worked better than others? So um, for a while, when we first opened during your promo period, during yeah. your grand opening, you, sure. we typically did free 30 days. Okay. Um, and that worked for a while, but then you see people are like, there's no value behind it. So I'll sign right. up for something for free and I lose nothing if I never show up. Right. Um, so then it became, why don't we try this four weeks for $69? Yeah. Um, and that definitely got some traction and we do yeah. run promotions usually two or three times a year that are similar to that. Um, yeah. ask the four weeks for $69. We also do a, always do a free week trial when we're not in that promotion. promotional I can't even speak promotional period so they get more than one day because at burn we don't just do one type of workout you know today was all anterior or uh, posterior lower body strength tomorrow's body weight conditioning so we want them to see a flavor of all of the workouts we do not just one right so that's why we do that seven day trial um so that so that's a big push to get people through the doors hey for a week, there's no commitment. You come in, take your, as many camps as you want through, for that week. Right. If this is something you can see yourself doing, we want you part of this community. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, like uh, one day, like you said, it could be a weird day or a shrank day or like, yeah, so like good to get a good feel for the week. Yep. I think it's a good approach. When that person does join, I know you do those one-on-one meetings. Um, yes. After that, how is that first initial visit? Say, say I join today and I come in. What is that first initial visit like? So we are big on making sure we have someone at the door and we're yeah. going to know your name before nice. you even walk oh, in. Nice. We know nice. we, we, we have, um, I work with a marketing team that they do appointment setting for us and lead nurturing. Um, so they do appointment setting for us. So we know we typically 90% of the time we know if somebody's coming in, okay. obviously we may have people that just sort of walk in off the street. That's very rare. Love yeah. those times, but very yeah. rare. Right. Um, and uh, so we, we know your name right away. And I think that shocks people. 
like, how do you know my name? <laughs> we give you a high five. We welcome you in. We tell you a little bit about the gym, explain, give you a quick tour, introduce you to our trainer, because I think it's important that you know our trainer's name yeah. right away. Definitely. Our trainer knows who you are, knows if you have any limitations, any injuries, so that we can make this the best experience we can for you. And then we try to pair you up with someone who's been at the gym for a while. Wow. We're fortunate if we have one of our you know, original people there, not always going to happen. So we try to pair them up with someone, introduce them to some people around them. Um, as I said, our goal has always been to create a community. So people feel welcome from day one. There yeah. is nothing worse than going into a gym and feeling like you're sticking out like a sore thumb. And I think that's, we always tell people the scariest thing to do is walk through the doors. Sure, that's yeah. the scariest thing. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, I really like you pairing a new member with the, the OG member, so to speak, yep. you know, like, I think that's really great advice, you know, and really, a really great uh, business concept, you know, that you guys do. And like, Chris, you mentioned a marketing team, lead nurture team, also a great thing to do. Is that part of the fran the, the burn bootcamp franchise model? Or do you get that as you reach out for that separately? On your so, so burn, they do have a partner that they recommend you you to work with you can work with them but you can also work with any other marketing company you uh, want but there are a couple that a lot of franchise partners um in in burn use um and and i try to use someone that knows burn um sure. just because they know the best way to market but yeah. yes it is it is something that i pay separately to do okay yeah and you obviously see a lot of value in doing that um yes because as we know, part of being an entrepreneur is you wear every hat. Yeah. And there's days where I'm at the front desk. There's days when I'm in the child watch room. There's days when I'm training on the floor. And there's days when I just need to pay bills. And, yeah. and I can't afford for those leads not to be connected with. For sure. For sure. It's, yeah. I, think, uh, I think everything comes from acquisition and flows down. You know, like you said, yep. it's getting in the door. Like once we get them there, like you're doing yep. everything else, they're going to stay for probably absolutely your life so like yeah i think it's so important i think it's really cool you guys are doing that so it's yeah kudos to you on that it's a plus a plus work for sure <laughs> well, i'm in the door retention is obviously another key point yes. of this industry um you've been open a year and a half so i know we don't have 10 years of history here yet but what is the average life cycle so far of a client do you see any, any uh, trends so far? what does that kind of look like even like quarter so one yeah, so our attrition rate is about two and a half to three percent of our membership, which is tip from what I understand typical. Now, remember, I didn't I don't have a fitness background. I've I've always said I'm a fitness dabbler. Found burn, became a lover of fitness, and bought yeah. a gym. Sure, um, sure. So I a lot of these KPIs I I didn't know. Like I didn't know. Oh, the lifetime you know average life of a member is seven months or whatever that is, yeah. and I was like. I wish I knew that five months ago and I wouldn't right. be freaking out as much. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so we, we're about at two, two to three percent a month, um, you know, some months more, some months less. Um, as you know, if you can get them sticky and you can get them in the gym often and you can get yep. them connected to someone, they're For likely sure. going to stay. Um, and what I didn't realize is last summer, this is a rookie mistake. So all my rookies who might be listening. Yeah. 
um, I just thought, okay, it's summer. People just aren't showing up and you don't, you've got to find a cadence of following up even when they're not showing up to say, Hey, what's going on? Where have you been? Let's get you into a focus meeting. Do you want to talk to one of the trainers on the phone? I just didn't do that because I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Right. Um, uh, so don't let that happen. If your members aren't showing up, we go seven to 10 days. If they haven't been in the gym, we're following up with them. Yeah, that cadence there is it's so important. Like, yep. uh, I don't think it can be random. I think, like you said, it has to be like structured, like everything. Yep. Yep. Like any other industry, right? Any other job, so to speak. So, uh, and a lot of that's missing in this industry. And I think a lot of gyms are missing out on like that small but so important part. You know? Yeah. Just- I mean, we we require what well, we don't require. It. You can show up to our to our gym and just take a camp without. Yeah. signing up but we have we typically do ask people to sign up in advance so we know how many people are coming right, right. we do so much as if if you late cancel a camp you don't get charged if you like cancel yeah or if you don't show up we will reach out to you that day hey sally yeah. you know it's krista or, or or you know ashley our trainer or whomever we right. missed you today is everything okay yeah and i think people love it hate it and love it because course, it's man. accountability for sure it goes a long way it's, it sounds yeah. like a small thing but it definitely goes a long way for sure yep. yeah yeah that communication with members is huge uh in the gym out of the gym chris anything else that you do like to increase member engagement as like as far as like events scheduled yeah, events? yeah. yeah so like? we have a monthly calendar um my ops manager she and i put that together every month um we so we do in gym events, in gym fun camps. We have kids camp once a month where our members can bring in their kids ages from like mm. five up to twelve to take a camp. That's it's a thirty minute thing, but they kids love it. Right. Um, we have one of the best member engagements that we have is we do date night. Oh, so cool. typically right. in the gym, Friday nights are quiet. You know, our last yeah. our last camp is at five thirty. But even then it's pretty quiet. And one of my trainers came up with the idea and she said, what if we did a date night? And I said, tell me more. And so she puts a big theme together. Her first one, her first theme was the dating game. Oh, there we go. And, and so she makes a whole camp out of it and we it's packed. We do it one Friday a month. It's packed. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's a big one. Um, we do like, we do what we call a fun camp. Like we don't tell the members anything about it. Okay. We don't tell them what the theme is. They never know when it is. Cause it always changes because that was my thing. Like people don't want to miss fun camp. So they show up because they don't know sure. when it is. Sure. Then the last time I didn't put, we usually put like things on our stories just to show what's going on in the gym right. that day. I didn't show anything. Mm-hmm. And everyone came in and was like, how come you're not doing stories? I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you come and find out? Yeah, come check so it out. it's, you know, it's, it's just been little things like that. Um, we have a group that does hiking together. Um, we've done an in-gym, uh, we're sort of stretching that is available to our members. We did, we recently did a form clinic where we really worked on form yeah. one-on-one with people. We kept it really small. We brought in um, someone to talk about meal prepping because, you know, people complain, I don't know what to eat and it's so hard to prep things. So we had somebody come in and talk about that. So there's just all, we're always trying to think of ways that we can bring value. Like I've always said, we may not be the least expensive gym, but we're going to be the best value. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Yeah. And I think those events, and I'm sure you've seen it where 
the people that attend these events are, are staying for a, a longer yep. time than, than the people yep. that don't. So yep. to get the most engagement there possible, I think is huge. And we do that too in the cross the world, similar way, but you know, similar events and schedule. I think having them scheduled is, is incredible. So yep. yeah, I think that's awesome, Krista. So let's move on to um, like some profit levers we can pull as far as like any ways that you guys are able to increase average revenue per member. I know we're doing the camps. Uh, yep. Is there any other product services that you offer to? Yep. So we have, you know, this is <laughs> talking from gym owner to gym owner, you know, yeah. some of this is great. Others of it, you're like, I don't know if it's worth it. So we do have retail. Yeah. Um, we have retail drops throughout the year and that gets yeah. some excitement. Um, I, I'm not sure that that is a huge profitability margin, more so of a free marketing as well right. when they wear your burn gear. Um, we also have nutrition. We actually just came out with some electrolyte powder. So that's been flying off the shelves. Um, so yeah, we, we have things like that. Um, we do charge for kids camp. We do charge for date night. We do charge okay. for form clinic because again, you realize if you do it for free, there's no value. They don't, they yeah. don't, they sign up, they don't show up. So it doesn't give us a ton of money, but it's a little, little dribs and drabs here and sure. there. Sure. Um, so yeah, so those are the, some of the big other, okay. other revenue yeah. generators. Yeah, makes sense for sure. So yeah, so we're looking to you know, fill the gym with members is, is the main goal, right? That, yep. that camps are yep. the, the bread and butter, if you will, of the business, which is awesome. Sorry, there's a bee in here. Anyway, the bee in my, in my room right now. But uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so let's talk about, um, so we know how you started. You talked us through that, your why. Yep. Let's talk about manifesting kind of these goals now, like uh, my favorite part of the whole podcast, like I think we should put things out there and put them on paper if we can Absolutely. every day if possible yep. and kind of reverse engineer where we are back to today. Yep. Right. So five year goal, five years from now, May 11, 2027, Krista, where is Burn Boot Camp, Anderson Township? Oh, well, I, <laughs> um, my goal is we're at 500 members and nice. having to turn people away. I like that. I like that's, it. I mean, right now my goal. So I have, I have the number 400 in several places in the gym because that's yep. our next goal to get sure. to 400. Um, but my goal long-term is to get to 500 and I want to be the, the gym that people say, how do I, tell me when you're leaving. Cause I want, I need to join. Love it. I love it. I love putting it <laughs> out. Sure. I think it's great. And you guys can definitely do you have everything in place to do that for sure. So next, uh, so that's five year plan, right? Big picture goal. Yep. Next one year, one year vision. Where are you a year from today? Um, so the, the, in one year, I want to be at 400 members. Okay. I want our training team to, to be very strong. Um, really feeling comfortable and confident with the trainers that I have on the floor. Um, the, the team that I've put together at the front desk are just, it's just that incredible yeah. energy that you feel right. as soon as you walk through the door. Right. Um, and I, and I, and I hate to say it, but I think probably everyone and not just our industry it's sure. staffing right now, how do we find and that yeah. staffing yeah. that, that is going to help us hit those goals, membership goals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. And it's going to be a thing for forever now. Like, you know, the yeah. world's changed, like industries are changing. Everything is kind of going online, remote, what have you. So yeah, I think it's going to be something we have to kind of work through and figure out best practices moving forward. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like you said, we need that team to scale, right? Like definitely need yeah. that team place of good people to scale. You foresee, is that the biggest challenge you foresee? Is that kind of internal challenge of just that? It uh, so um, hiring staffing has been uh, an, the albatross around my neck until right. recently. Okay. I, um, when I decided to buy the, buy the franchise, I said, I need to be certified. I need to be able to train because 
as a, as a gym owner, as yeah, an yeah. owner in every business, any business, you don't want anyone holding you hostage, right? So you've right. got to learn how to do every job. So I thought I I've never been a trainer, yeah. but I'm going to have to learn. So thank goodness I did because we had a trainer leave um, unexpectedly, and I had to train. And it's just been until probably a month ago that I've yeah. been able to pull back and I've not training nearly to the level that I had been. Yeah. So yes. So that is, I want to get a very, um, a deep training team, um, and just feel confident in, in the workouts that they're delivering. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, again, we need that team in place to scale, right? How did, how did you like coaching? Um, you know here's the problem and and i laugh at myself i'm 51 years old i I, it hurts me to do a lot of these moves (laughs) i I hear you i hear you for sure not easy and and so i'm always in awe of my trainers who do it really well and make it look really easy yeah for sure um i i i like doing it i like staying current and being on the floor on a semi-regular basis right right i don't think i deliver the type of camp i need to to sure. be doing it more than i do sure I hear because you. i can't put all of my effort there totally understand yeah I, because I, I need to run the business as well yeah yeah it's hard hard to do both kind of you know you want to focus on one thing and i guess do it right. do it really well right so yeah. like with that being said last question for you you know it was you have a successful thing going on here so we have a lot of listeners that are they want to open a gym. It's kind of their their goal, their dream. Any advice you give to that person through your experience? Kind uh, of, uh, I, in the best, I, best, yeah. So I think so. If I if it, dep- it depends on the day that you ask me, you sure, know, sure. Of where my stress level is. I, I think first of all, you have to be prepared for the ups and downs, and there's right. a lot of them. Right. Um, I think if your heart is you have that servant's mentality, servant heart, yeah. that that is what's going to keep you going because the stress level of getting new members, members leaving, staff yeah. leaving can sometimes become very overwhelming. Definitely. But if your why is strong enough and my why has been very strong, yeah. that will take you through everything you need to be, to, to be successful. For sure. There's a great quote there. I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to say it, but it's about <laughs> if you have a strong why, you can bear any, any how. I think I told him it's Victor Frankl. I'm totally butchering. Okay. You know what I'm saying, right? I know like, what you uh, mean, but yeah, it, I mean, the highs and lows. Um, yeah. and, and my husband said, Krista, because I said, do you think other owner, business owners don't feel a pit in their stomach on a regular basis? And he said, I don't think so. <laughs> I know I do. That's for sure. Like a lot of things that kept me up at night. That's for, that's for damn sure. Yeah. It's just coming from that corporate background. Any, did anything you learned there prepare, prepare you for this, for this venture in entrepreneurship and fitness? Um, I I think dealing with people, I mean, I worked, I, so I was compliance officer, which, you know, everyone hates their compliance officer. Um, but you learn very quickly that, People are weird. (laughs) And I mean that in the most loving way. Like people are just weird and you can't take anything personally. And everybody has just their story is so different. And I think being in the corporate world, it really prepares you 
from just realizing that things, not, nothing will ever shock you. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm sure we've had a lot of experiences there. And we've had a lot of success here in this role. So, uh, Chris, I appreciate you. I think it's a great place to wrap this puppy up. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Where can the listeners check you out on your social media, Instagram, um, Facebook, all that stuff? Yep. So, Burn Boot Camp, Anderson Township, um, Anderson Township OH uh, on Instagram. So, yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Love it. Thank you again so much. Wish you guys I luck. I appreciate you, Austin. God, I appreciate you. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we're out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Joe Adamson from Adamson's Peak Performance out of Redding, California. What's going on, Joe? How you doing today? Welcome to the show. Doing great, Alex. Appreciate you having me on. Yes, yes, man. I appreciate you coming on. I know we've been in contact for the past couple of weeks now, so I was excited to get you on the show. Um, yeah, but I appreciate you taking you know time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, before we dive into more of the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run your facility, um, why don't you first tell us a little bit about what made you get started in gym ownership in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've always had an interest in, in you know, strength training and gyms and so forth. It kind of became a dream of mine back uh, in college. <clears throat> and I, uh, I uh, was at, went through Oregon State's program, Commercial and Industrial Fitness, back in the uh, 80s to date myself a little bit there. And um, just uh, it was just something that really appealed to me. Um, so, uh, I pursued it from that manner. And I, um, in, in 1984, uh, I decided to, uh, go ahead and I, I was actually leaning a little bit more towards, uh, strength and conditioning and, uh, coaching in the strength and conditioning field. So I, uh, decided I would go down the, the year that the national strength and conditioning association, uh, began the certified strength and conditioning specialist. They offered it in Dallas, Texas. So I traveled down to Dallas, uh, became one of the very first CSCSs, took the very first exam. I think my uh, certification uh, tag said number 13 or whatever, uh, which was kind of cool. Um, uh, went ahead and went to Chico State, uh, majored in exercise physiology with the idea, again, still of becoming a strength and conditioning coach. Um, got out of Chico State and, uh, and probably 87 with my uh, 
most of my graduate work finished and um, quickly realized that in the strength and conditioning world, it was really at that time anyway, probably still is, who, who you know. Um, and um, it just became, with that, without more contacts, it became difficult uh, to continue to pursue that. So, um, I was offered a, a job as an exercise physiologist at a, at a, um, industrial medical clinic in the town where I live. So I took that and slowly we merged that into a wellness clinic with a gym and so forth. I was trying to kind of continue to move in the direction that I wanted to go. Um, but in, uh, 1990, uh, see, what was it? 1993, you know, uh, God kind of changed my uh, path. Um, the company that I was working for got bought out. And uh, six months later, I lost my job, was unemployed for about nine months. And uh, I finally ended up just uh, beginning personal training. I mean, back then, I, I, I literally can't say I knew another personal trainer in the city that I live in, yeah. um, it was uh, it was not like a trainer on it in every gym like it is today. But um, I went ahead and just uh, dove in in 1993, and uh, basically the rest is history. There we've uh, been uh, I've been personal training and running uh, fitness for uh, 28 and a half years now. Super cool, man. So I mean, this started you know, with your, your passion of working out, it sounds like, you know, you've always had a passion for fitness or, you know, being athletic or, you know, just working out in general since, right. since you were pretty young. Um, yeah. So that's really cool to hear that, you know, you're able to follow your passions and take it to this point to where now you could live off doing something that you love to do. I think that's everyone's real goal. Everyone's real dream. Right. Right. Absolutely. Now yeah. it was, it was definitely a, a dream come through. Yeah, no, that, that's really cool to hear. And that pretty much leads me to like, you know, talking a little bit about Adamson's peak performance. Um, you know, what made you get started with that? What type of services do you guys offer at your gym? Sure. Well, the, the actual name Adamson's peak performance uh, it kind of has an athletic uh, tone to it. And the reason is it was actually um, kind of the theme of my uh, graduate study project. I was my, my, uh, project or thesis, it was actually a project because I didn't do this statistical analysis, was the development of a strength and conditioning program for high school and college athletes. So, um, so I, the, the original intent was geared, was geared towards performance training, but um, I quickly discovered that um, uh, adults was where you were going to actually make a living. And um, so I would deal with more of the Volkswagens and the Nissans instead of the Porsches and the BMWs of the world. And uh, as the strength and conditioning coach at Oregon State put it. So, you know, working with adults, just, you know, uh, middle-aged adults became kind of the, the, the gist of it. Um, I dove in. Um, originally, it was just me. I was uh, working out of some friends of mine's um, physical therapy clinic. And um, for six years, I just worked out of a physical therapy clinic doing uh, all one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two um, at that time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's something that I've even noticed. I've talked with, you know, a couple uh, different people who run athletic facilities and pretty much almost all of them made the decision to pivot or not pivot, but open that side of the facility to more general population, you know, more, um, you know, just the average person who's trying to lose weight. 
just because that is where you're going to make a living. That's where, you know, the money's at. That's where, um, you know, people who, who will spend more and take the lifestyle more serious, uh, you know, that that's where they're all at. So that's great to hear that, that you also have pivoted that way. Um, right. Do you still do any type of athletic training for, for, you know, any athletes? You know, we run a few athletes. Um, I've, uh, through our gym, you know, occasionally, like I working on getting one of my trainers lined up. I just had a call today, a gentleman that wants his son to do some, uh, football performance training three days a week. So, you know, we'll run a few, just a handful now and then, um, yeah. my, you know, I think it's always great to have some youth in the gym and they're mm-hmm. fun to work with and so forth. Um, I do feel that though, that this, the field of strength and conditioning has progressed, and become so scientific now that it's almost like a different feel from personal training. And if you don't, if you're not staying up to date on all of the current research and everything in the world of strength and conditioning, that you're almost more like a fitness guy for those kids than you are. You know what I'm saying? There's, right. there's, there's fitness coaching for athletes and then there's really true scientific strength and conditioning. And, and so we, we have a few kids come in and I think we take good care of them, but I personally don't try to keep on the cutting edge of the yeah. uh, strength and conditioning. No, and that's a good perspective to have too. I, I think, you know, the same things have been changing so much and, you know, just the way people or, you know, athletes trained to, to go to college has changed so much in the past years. I mean, just you know, even like functional working out, I've been, I've been looking into, and have you, do you, have you seen the knees over toes guy, the guy who preached? I've heard of him. His name has come up like two or three times here in the last week or two. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, I've, uh, I followed him as well. I was actually getting knee pain a while back and I ended up finding him, but I just remember, you know, watching him and being like, wow, how much fitness has changed to where, you know, gym coaches and strength coaches were preaching years ago, to never, you know, put it, put a knee, put your knees over your feet when you squat, knees over toes is against, you're going to mess up your body. And then now we're learning with research that, um, hey, there's all these different types of functional movements to keep your joints strong, um, you know, th- that you should be doing. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So, so what type of services do you offer out of outside of um, Adamson's peak performance? Yeah, so we've, you know, like I said before, we started out with all one-on-one, but slowly over the years, I think it was about 2007 or 8, we took on team training. We became one of the first gyms in our area to start doing, you know, large group uh, metabolic conditioning workouts um, using kettlebells and TRXs and battling ropes and all that. That was kind of a new thing for us. We took that on. Um, a few years later, we started doing um, uh, women's uh, conditioning boot camps um, and uh, really got heavy into women's strength training programs, small group tra- strength training programs for a while. And that was just really a hit for us. Um, we've dabbled in small group personal training for quite a few years, but really got serious about it about 18 months ago, two years ago, we said, okay. And we were talking before the podcast, we were, you and I were talking a little bit about how a lot of the small guys like me are moving over into that small group, personal training. Um, and I think it, it fits us better with the little bit older age group demographic that we work with. 
um, and beings that were personal training specialists anyway to, to get to break that down into a little bit more uh, hands-on personal training type of training versus the, the team training where you're more or less a cheerleader out there. Yeah. Um, so we really started to try and emphasize that small group personal training. Um, and then we being uh, having the luxury of having such a large uh, gym, we also offer just a basic gym membership. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and that was something we talked about. I mean, it's it's smart and it's almost necessary to have those different levels of service, um, you know, because there are people that sure you don't want to look at your members as, um, you know, some type of cash cow or someone to pull money out of. But there's always those members that not only have the money to pay for better service, like small group training or private training, um, but it's something that they want um, Absolutely. So to, be, to be able to offer it. It gives you, you know, that much more breathing room as a business owner to, you know, drive profits, increase revenue. Um, so that's great that you not only noticed that, but you started pushing towards that direction. Um, right. Yeah. So great. So you're offering, you know, quite a few different levels of service. Um, you have about, you know, 350 members. That kind of leads me to my next question. Um, are you trying to increase your members at the moment? Is 350 a number you're comfortable with sitting at? Or are you trying to hit the gas and, you know, see some new faces in your facility? Yeah, no, Alex, that's a great question. Um, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I was working with uh, uh, Vince Gabriel and uh, doing a little marketing program that, that I signed up for through him. And, you know, I told him I had 400 members at the time. We were a little bit larger. And he goes, well, you don't need any more members. You just need, you know, more, more, you know, revenue per member. You know, you need to, you know. You know, move up and get more of a moving up into small group training and personal training and increase your pricing and all that and so forth. And so I know I understand there is that element that, you know, keep moving your members up the tiers mm -hmm. into higher tiers where you can make where your, you know, your average revenue per member is higher. Yeah. Um, so, you know, actually what I want to do is actually both. I want to increase my that average revenue per member. But I also feel like um, with the size of our facility, we could easily accommodate, we could easily accommodate 500 members. Mm -hmm. So um, I really need to get uh, that back up to that 400 that we were pre-COVID. Um, and then um, I'd like to even proceed on to like 450 or 500 if we, if we could. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, so since you are wanting to see some new faces, you know, and help more people get more people into your facility, um, what are, you know, some things that you're actively doing right now to, to aid that growth process? Sure. Well, um, and we're just actually just getting uh, kind of rebooted because as I was uh, telling you earlier, we lost some key trainers recently. So a lot of my focus has just been trying to, to redevelop my team and rehire and so forth. And we're, we're yeah. kind of there now, finally. Um, and uh, we're trying to make sure that our, our personal training clients didn't fall through the cracks with the transition to a new training staff and so forth. Um, but now that we're, we're somewhat there, um, my strategies would be get more involved with social marketing, um, you know, on a, on a regular weekly basis, two or three posts a week. Um, I want to get more social proofing going, interviewing successful clients inside the gym, um, getting them on our social media and on our website. I want to get them posted on, on the website as well, where people that we, we get a lot of our leads through our website. I use a company called 97 Display. 
um, that their SEO must be great because they create a lot of lead generation um, without even doing any Facebook advertising, just people finding us through Google on the website. And then they, they can, uh, you know, put their name and note phone number and stuff there, and then we'll follow up with them. So um, this, the website, getting the social proofing on the website, uh, we're going to, we're just about ready to launch a, a small um, uh, summer burn program, a little eight week uh, program with one of my trainers is going to give them some nutrition help and so forth. So kind of a nice little on ramp for non members if they want to jump into that uh, eight week program. Um, and then just, um, we just need to get back on board with just regular weekly emails and get get back in contact with a lot of our inactive clients and former former members. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even you touching on that social media thing, social media is so huge these days for business owners and doing digital marketing could really be a game changer changer for for gym owners. And I think a lot of people miss that. Um, have you ever tried any type of paid advertising like Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Um, I know you mentioned you, you have a, someone who runs your Google SEO. Well, the 97 display actually is our, is the company that hosts the, the web that built the website. Okay. Um, and so, you know, yeah, we get quite a few leads coming through them and they do have programs that uh, will do the Facebook, you know, if you want to upgrade your package with them. Um, I have done some Facebook stuff, um, you know, on our own, some ads and stuff. I haven't had a lot of success with the, with the paid Facebook advertising, honestly. Um, I tend to, it's finicky. Uh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. It is confusing. And I, I tend to just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, it's hard. It's hard to know where to put your money. You know, right. and I just, I hate to throw a lot of money at that for some yeah. reason. So, um, I haven't been, I haven't for some time now, it's probably been a couple of years since I've done the, the paid social marketing advertising. Right. Yeah. No, Facebook ads is definitely a learning curve and it's always changing, you know, month by month. Um, but like the benefit of doing that, um, it's like really, you know, turning on that faucet once you figure out your marketing strategy your marketing angle for, you know, your Facebook ads for your posts. It's like being able to turn that faucet in and, you know, get consistent members in on a monthly basis. Not only that, too, being able to track how many members are coming in through your ads and, you know, being able to create a plan and guesstimate like, hey, in the next few months, I could get, you know, 10 to 50 members in here through my ads. Uh, I know a lot of gym owners rely very heavily on referrals. Um, and that's like the opposite, the negative effect of what I'd say about referrals. Although, yes, it's of course you want to get referrals and it really shows like proof of community, proof of product, what you're doing is working. The fact that people are willing to refer people. Um, it's just really hard to track, right? Like you could get 10 referrals for the month of January, but you can't guarantee or really look into the future and be like, Hey, I could get another 10 members in every month consistently, you know, the next couple months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you always need to be working on those referrals and that is something I don't think, you, I don't think you can just sit back and just expect them to come. I think you, you got to have programs that kind of remind people that, hey, we are looking for referrals. And then you got to be active. I think you have to have your whole staff actively, you know, having an ear, you know, listening to what their clients are saying. If their client right. says, hey, my husband needs to get in here. Well, 
then follow up on that, you know, yeah. don't just let that just go right over you. So, um, you know, I think the referral, I agree. I, I, I love referrals and, mm-hmm. and I wish that you could just, you know, make a living off referrals, but with the size of our company, I just don't think that that's a, a possible thing to do. It's yeah. Yeah, definitely. You do have, have a, a good size facility from what we spoke about. You know, it's kind of like, like building a cake, building a house, you know, you really have that base of your business, which is, you know, the product you sell, um, the proof of product, the value you give. And in return, it brings in, you know, those referrals to the base, which is, you know, how you're able to get your, your first bunch of members and stay stable. Like that next level, in my opinion, is really, you know, turning on that digital marketing, figuring it out, like turning on that faucet, that second layer to the house, second layer to the cake. And it really makes it, all that much easier, all that much better for yourself as a business owner. Um, but how, how are you getting clients in now? Are you, um, how are you, how are the majority of your clients find you? Is it through uh, the internet or is it more so referral based? Boy, uh, you know, we get, we get some quite a bit of referral base, uh, mm-hmm. but I would say most, I, I would say probably three quarters through the internet. Um, a lot of them are just honestly just Googling personal training or Googling fitness club, um, in the area and they'll find us, they'll find our website. We have a nice website and they'll, um, they'll put their name and email and and phone number, you know, submit it on the website. And then, um, I get notified through my email that somebody is just put in an inquiry. I'm actually doing the, the, the primary uh, prospecting myself. Now I used to have a person in house that, that was kind of uh, dedicated sales. to yeah to sales and that, but I'm kind of like the sales tour, a follow up on the weeds guy myself. I'm handling that um, piece of it. Um, that saves me, you know, two or $3,000 a month by, by doing it myself. And I figure nobody cares about it as much as, you Nobody do. cares about getting that new member or following up with that member as much as I do. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, they'll find us and then inquire and then I'll kind of follow up on those inquiries and, and uh, so forth. Okay. Awesome. So what's kind of your process when you have an interested lead, what's your process to turning them into a paid member? Sure. Uh, well, if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, as soon as I get that lead, I'll enter them into the system and, 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 you know, check them as a prospect and we use the contact log system that MBO has. Okay. So um, I'll start out with a call or a quick email or a text to them. And then uh, I'll just continue to call, text, email, send information, etc. Trying to, trying to actually talk to that person and get a, a visit to the gym, a free strategy session or free tour slash strategy session. Yeah. Uh, trying to get them in for that. Um, once they're in, if, they, if they'll come in for that, you know, we, we know that we have a, you know, pretty good chance of getting them to try something, you know, 50, 50, yeah. maybe, or something like that. Um, uh, we offer, um, one evergreen, um, offer that, uh, we call it the personal training jumpstart. Um, we charge $359 for it and it's 10, 25 minute personal training sessions, a five week membership and five weeks of team training. Um, so it's a, just a nice little way for them to come in and just kind of experience the gym, experience right. the culture. 
um, since a lot of the people are attracted to us because of our personal training expertise, having that little 10 pack is great. Even if they don't intend to continue to personal train long-term, a lot of them will, will, you know, buy a 10 pack just to get started. And it's discount. We discount that original 10 pack about 15, 20% kind of as an incentive, a one-time discount for them. So a lot of them will come in through that. Um, you know, we'll, if, if they come in and they're more or less just interested in finding a good gym, a nice clean gym where they have lots of space to train, you know, we might give them a day or a week free or whatever to train. I always invite people if they're interested in a small group training or the team training, I almost always invite them to have a complimentary session or a couple complimentary sessions so they can try before they buy. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll just kind of continue to follow up if they buy into that jump start. I'll just continue to kind of keep track of them as they go through those sessions. Keep, you know, keep in touch with their trainer, keep in track, keep in touch with the, the individual. Um, and then hopefully we're, if we're doing our jobs, we are directing them towards the package or the, the membership that's going to be most ideal for helping them reach their goals and staying within their budget, staying within what their goals are and, you know, with a plan that's going to work for them. Awesome. And what, what are the packages that you offer? So it's mainly like a, you know, semi-private, private training. You could get in the group training. Are those the main packages that you do offer? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the main packages. We've tiered it kind of using the Thomas Plummer concept of tiering okay. your membership. So we start with the basic, the basic membership, which is just kind of access to the gym plus uh, sauna and a couple of yoga classes and we have a fit 3d so we'll let them use the fit 3d unit and so forth but we call that the basic and then it moves up into the team training where we have a limited and unlimited team training um, and then we move it up into the small group training where we have a five and nine and a 13 times a month of small group personal training um, so they can choose the which whether they want five nine or 30 most of our members end up choosing the nine sessions a month of the small group personal training. Okay. Um, and then with that, we give them the team training and we give them the basic membership. So they're not getting nickel and dimed with, oh yeah, if you want to work out on your own, it's going to cost you this much extra. It's all included. So at, right now we, we have a really, what I think is probably our most economical, you know, for what you get is probably the best for what you get is our, is our team, our squad, our small group personal training. We call it squad training here. And it gives you nine of those personal training sessions for $199. Plus you get, plus you get team training and a basic membership. So I think, man, that's, uh, I think probably most places around the country that would probably run in over 300 bucks for that yeah. package. So um, I, I try to really encourage people towards that level. Okay, awesome. And I know you mentioned that, you know, you are focusing on the leads mostly yourself and doing the selling. Do you ever, you know, want to get to a point to where, you know, you're either hiring or training staff to do the selling or your sales process for you? Yeah. I mean, ideally for sure. You know, I'm, I'm getting to the age now where I, I would like to be able to start, you know, creating that team, um, that would take over so I can just step out for two, yeah. two to three weeks at a time and, um, and, uh, you know, so the, the, the rest of the team does help me out on, on some of that at times as well. So it's not just me right now, but yeah, definitely. I'd like, that's a big job. 
if you're really following up on all these leads that come in and, yeah. and, and then also following up with your app, with your member, your active members and stuff as well. Um, that can take two, three hours a day. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes I'm at three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm still working on it, you know? So um, that's actually my, probably my biggest, most important role right now. So would I like to turn some of that over? Abs absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, everyone's goal as a business owner is to eventually free up their time, eventually be at that spot to where you could walk away from your business for two or three weeks and, you know, not have to sweat about, you know, if the revenue is coming in right, are people making sales or, you know, is my staff, you know, acting accordingly? Um, yeah, but, but awesome. So this is a question that I really like to ask um, just because I think it serves as a great talking point for everyone who's listening. Um, but what would you say is your biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now with your business? Gee, you know, um, well, recently it was, it was staff finding the right trainers. You know, when um, we turned over almost our whole staff a couple of years ago, right as we came back from being closed because of COVID and then, um, just lost a couple more of the, of the two, two of the main guys that had stayed on through that period. We just lost them. So, um, that was a real bottleneck in, you know, because we had, we were facing situations where we had clients, really good paying clients with like, who's going to train them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would say that uh, recently, that was the biggest bottleneck. Um, you know, used to, like we were talking before, there's that pendulum when you either got not enough trainers and too many clients or too many clients and not enough, you know, it's just, um, uh, so the, the other bottleneck, as you alluded to a minute ago, is just leads, you know, getting those leads and converting them that, you know, um, there's just, there's, uh, now that we're ready for, for some growth finally, um, uh, now, okay, how do we get those, how do we get them in and how do we get enough of them in to, to make up for the attrition? Because you're always going to be losing, right. I, you know, no matter how good you are, no matter how good your services are, you're always going to be losing some clients, right? I mean, you can't keep them all. So, um, so I'd say that would probably be like the second, um, bottleneck. Yeah, definitely. Do you track those numbers? Things like, you know, your retention rate or maybe your closing rate for the leads that you do have? You know, we do at times, but we don't do it as consistently and as well as, as we should. That's, you know, uh, that's, that's one of my, one of my weaknesses. You get wearing so many hats that pretty soon yeah. it's like, okay, I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> right, so man. we don't track them as well as, as we really need to. Yeah, no. And I, just by talking to you, I mean, even if, if you are the biggest hat you're wearing right now is focusing on, you know, converting leads and making the sales like that, it's got to be difficult to, to focus on all your other roles on the business. Yeah. Yeah. It can become, I, I, fortunately I do have a, a really good front desk person right now who, uh, who helps me with some of uh, keeping some of the statistics and, um, monthly statistics and so forth. And then I also have a good, um, plant manager because when you have a, a facility this big, um, you know, if you're not careful, you spend all your time fixing things and dealing yeah. with the fire department and fixing toilets and whatever. So now I, for the last year and a half to actually probably a couple of years, I've had a guy that takes care of the plant, um, takes, alleviates a lot of that. So it's allowing me to focus on, you know, other better things, more important things.
Okay. Okay. Awesome. And I know we spoke a little bit on, you know, ascension and your ability to ascend clients to higher levels of service. Um, is there anything that you offer or anything that you do in sp specific to like aid that ascension process? Do you offer anything like maybe merch or supplements or, you know, higher levels, levels of service, nutrition and accountability, um, things like that? Well, we, we try to, uh, as a staff and myself included, to be cognizant of people's needs. And so if we see someone that might, you know, hey, they could benefit, they're just doing team training, it's just conditioning, boy, that person needs some strength training, you know, try to be aware and cognizant to suggest, you know, hey, why don't you try doing some of this, you know, yeah. why don't you try some squad training, you're going to get more of a strength-based workout and so forth. Um, probably should, you know, and then I will just regularly kind of just try and check in with people. Hey, how's it going? How's your training going? Right. Um, send them a text or, or whatever so that if they go, well, you know, it's going good, but I, but man, I can't lose any body fat. Then, I, then that way I can make some suggestions. So that would be kind of, it's kind of an informal way to be checking in and moving them up um, into higher tiers. Um, but at least it's there, you know, checking in with them. And I, I try to really be present as an owner, you know, kind of make myself seen and available and so forth to, to my members. Um, I not try not to just kind of hang out in my office, you know, and I think it's particularly important. Yeah. I remember Thomas Plummer years and years ago saying, Hey, everybody, everybody needs to be out on the floor during the power hour. During that period when all your members are there, that's when it's important for you to be out there, not hiding in an office or something somewhere. A lot of times I'll actually be out training and doing, you know, teaching a class or training a client during those, those hours. Nutritionally, getting back to your question, um, we're actually right in, we're kind of what I will say in between nutrition programs right now. For a few years, we did precisions, precision nutritions. Uh, we were licensees. Um, I love their philosophy. I 100% agree, you know, or 99% agree with their philosophy. But it just being a 12-month program, we just couldn't sell it. And so um, I have three uh, trainers that are certified that have certifications in nutrition, but I'm not, I really don't want to just say, hey, trainer, go work with that person with, with nutrition or go work with that person without having a kind of a structured nutrition plan that I know what they're teaching. Right. I don't want to have them just rogue out there teaching. So right now, honestly, that's really a hole in our service that we need to plug up because, you know, hey, you're missing a big piece and you're missing out on a big piece of the revenue. Right. Um, so that's actually a big hole in our uh, services right now. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And, and at least, you know, it's good that that's something that you realize and you have, we have talked about, you know, Ascension and, you know, the fact that you added those different layers of service too, like, you know, the semi-private, the private training, um, I'm sure that that's helped a lot as well. But just in me talking with, you know, gym owners myself, that's something that I definitely notice is just offering, you know, those different Ascension opportunities, things like even just supplements or merch, um, you know, food and drinks, it just gives you, you know, that much more room to, to, uh, to make more revenue, make more profits. Um, yeah, but Joe, so if you could look at, you know, the year 
it's 2022, the next six to 12 months here. Uh, what would you say is really your goal with your facility? Yeah, so I want to get uh, more efficient with our systems. Um, the, all the changing in staff, things can kind of go backwards instead of forward in, in your systems. So become more efficient with systems. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I want to increase our small group personal training um, by like literally like 50%. So I want that. That's going to be the tier that we want to put the most emphasis in. Um, and we want to really get that tier really up and cranking and, and bring the energy. Um, we do our small group personal training kind of like right in the middle of the bottom floor. We have a two, two, two floor gym. It's right smack dead center. So we want that people to come in and just really see that happen. And so um, to increase that by 50% would be a goal. Um, I'd love to get back to 400 members total, um, which I think is very doable. And then uh, to just kind of get the, the team, you know, my team is new and kind of get them um, engaged with each other, get uh, trainer meetings going uh, again and get all the trainers on the same page and uh, working together and just really increase I, I, um, really increase the energy in the gym. You know, yeah. sometimes as, a, as an owner, you've been at, I've been at it for a while and I can feel the energy if it's down or if it's up yeah. or whatever. It's down a little bit right now. So I just got to get the energy going, just increase that. I know that's a subjective thing, but it's definitely a thing, you know, yeah. and I want to, I'd like to see that, um, that piece, um, really improve as well yeah i mean it's a lot like working on the community of your gym you know the same thing with you know working on the energy the energy of your staffing you know to have that community not only between your members but to, between your staff um you know is huge and and like you said you you want to see that hustle and bustle you want to see everyone you know in the middle of your of your facility as soon as you walk in doing their right. training um, absolutely yeah. Well, all right, Joe, I think, you know, that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. Um, but before we sign out of here, please give a shout out to, you know, either your website or social media pages, just so the listeners can find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah. The name of our company is Adamson's peak And that is our website. So feel free to go there. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. And uh, we're in Redding, California, way up in northern, beautiful Northern California. If, you're, uh, if your listeners are in the area, they should stop by. We have an amazing training gym, 16,000 feet, kind of an unusual anomaly for a, for a training gym to be this size. Um, our members love it. Lots of space. And uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Lots of room to grow, too. So Adamson's Peak Performance out of Redding, California you guys make sure you uh give them a follow check them out but i appreciate you giving your time joe and i look forward to you know seeing what you could accomplish down the road and to everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well um as for the listeners don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. 
Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.